Hello and welcome to Now Watching. My name is Matthew James Sullivan. I am your host. And today I'm going to do things a little differently. I'm going to talk about kind of the older movies I watched this past week instead of the new movies first. Uh, just because some of these movies were so important to me after watching them. And some of the newer movies I watched didn't go over as well as I hope. So let's dive right in to Wings of Desire, 1997 film by Wim Wenders. So I've been you know, lucky to watch a lot of great old movies this past week, which we'll talk about today. But Wings of Desire is the one that is really sitting with me the most. I really can't stop thinking about it. And it's probably the best directed and filmed and edited movie I've watched this year, honestly. Just kind of masterful in that regard. The story of angels longing and what humanity means is so well structured and almost lyrical. Getting Peter Falk for his part seems almost genius, too. And of course, the amazing Nick Cave and Bad Seeds uh, cameo. Each setting has its importance, and I think that ties to its themes. I really needed to somehow see this movie in a theater. I just was completely blown away by pretty much every aspect of this movie. It is just stunning to look at. Uh, like I, I just I love the I love the importance of settings, kind of like a white, like I touched on, and yeah, you know, great performances. Great, great everything. Everything about this movie works. Uh, you know, it's going to be one of my favorite movies of the 80s immediately after watching it. Now I want to talk about another movie from the 80s. How about Fanny and Alexander? So Bergman explores family in a way that only Bergman really can in Fanny and Alexander with some, you know, sex scenes, some crass and dark humor, ghosts, religion, and the wild family family dynamic of a Swedish family. All in all, it's not one of my favorite Bergman films, but it is one of the, you know, more interesting ones, in my opinion. And I think it's a, still a damn good one. You know, I watched the three-hour cut on Criterion. I'd really like to watch the five-hour TV cut someday. I think that be could really add to it, um, just seeing kind of like his full scope and everything. And that's pretty much all I got on that. Um, next, I want to talk about Tokyo Story from Ozu uh, from 1953. You know, it's a story of the humanity and complications of family dynamics. So another family dynamic story I'm going into. This movie is so pure and poignant. I can't believe I've never seen it before. It's emotional core feeds every character their lines and the actors do great work with it, especially Noriko, who was kind of like the glue of the film. Um, it is a theme that has been done a thousand times you know, since this movie's come out, but I'm not sure any movie has accomplished what Ozu has done in regards to creating a true masterpiece. I would love to see it in theater, just like, you know, I'd like to see Wings of Desire in theater. Um, I think it'd be a really cool, true cinematic experience. And I got to watch some more films by him. And as I got to watch some more films by Wim Wenders. So let's get to some of the new movies I watched this past week. Um, or newer. So technically a film that came out in 2022, uh, Monica. Um, it's kind of a really technically sound, slow burn of a film. It's succinct use of dialogue makes you really sit with the frames and characters in the movie at times. Trace Lissette and Patricia Clarkson do a great job with kind of like the limited script they give you. And I think it's a well-made movie, yet sometimes because it's so... I know, just like it so makes you sit with each frame. I actually did find myself a little bored overall. Um, it didn't fully work for me, but I still think it was a really cool film, and I highly suggest checking it out. 
And then um, I watched Cassandro, uh, or Cassandro, the 2023 film by Roger Ross Williams. It's a story of a queer and flamboyant wrestler dealing with his masculinity and luchador persona. Gail Garcia Bernal was fantastic in it as always and kind of keeps the film together. I find it a bit poorly paced and humdrum, honestly. I'm not sure this route necessarily worked for the film. The cinematography was another strength to it. Uh, it was, you know, kind of both dark and colorful all at once. All in all, it's a pretty typical biopic. And I think it could have been so much more given the subject matter. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that. Then the last movie I watched this week was Fair Play by Chloe Dumont. It's a 2023 film. And I'm just going to come out and say it. I did not like this movie. They rushed so fast into building the tension between the characters without giving you really any reason to care about either lead. Any sort of build up to make either of them remotely relatable on like a kind of human level would have done wonders for this film. Instead, the actors are fed, in my opinion, a poor script giving Phoebe, you know, kind of like a robotic performance at times, aside from kind of the end where she really is expressive, but it doesn't really come off that authentic, even though it's like such a traumatic story. And Alden, you know, is kind of being made into this, complete bore of a person uh and you know just you know he's obviously a a shitty guy in the movie and he just doesn't like this character just doesn't work for me at all like i i just don't understand him and i just don't think it really works you know i didn't feel the awkward stress you should probably feel while watching the movie and i think that's really a problem for me for it because you know the ending is like I said, it's very traumatic and, you know, some horrible things happen between the characters, but I just, I couldn't get over like the, the whole build up to that, to those moments just being so meh, like so, so underwhelming. And so in the care and like not caring about the characters at all, like the entirety of the movie, my wife actually agreed with me. So I know it's not just me, but uh, like I said, it just didn't work. And let's get to TV. So I want to talk about HBO's Perry Mason, the 2022 version of Perry Mason. It's a detective lawyer show with Matthew Reese. So why would I want to talk about a show that barely anyone watched and was already canceled? Well, in my opinion, it was one of the best seasons of TV this year. The first season was pretty satisfying, but kind of a slow building burn. The second season, though, was excellent, led by its great cast of, you know, Reese, Juliet Rylance, um, Shea Wiggum, and of course, Chris Chalk. I think all these actors excel in their role on this show and really put play off each other really well. You know, as good as Reese is, and I am a huge fan of Matthew Reese, Rylance, Chalk, and Wiggum often steal the scene. You know, it's one of the better modern day courtroom based dramas. And there's plenty of like cool detective work outside of the courtroom too, to kind of round out the show. If you have not watched it, I would definitely start from the beginning because the first season is solid. It's not great, but it's solid. And the second season, I think, gets really good. And I'm really sad it was canceled. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, maybe someone will pick it up from HBO. That'd be cool. I'd like to see another season with that cast. And that's the show today. You know, if you like the music, you can check out Snow Melt. That's two words, Snow Melt. That's one of my music projects. If you're interested in some of my other podcasts, I have a sports podcast with friends called Silly Breakfast. It's just kind of like a silly sports podcast. And uh, then I have one about getting sober, actually, called Starting Out Sober. It's um, That's probably my 
biggest podcast so far. It's really growing. The community on like Instagram and TikTok is really growing. So yeah, thank you for listening to now watching and check out my other stuff. And I'll talk to you next week with some more movies and shows. Bye.